0: Well, get one. Have an idea. You're an idea man. Go with me on that one. You're an idea man. I'm, I'm, a, gu- I'm an idea man who comes up with inventions. I have an idea. Uh, you were right, I'd I'm, I'm trying count. to do
1: that. You're funny. You're love, Brian. I don't feel funny and loved when you interrupt the mantra.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: All right, uh, you are funny. You are loved. Um, <laughs> there we go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Here's My Idea. I'm Brian One.
0: I'm Brian Two.
1: And we are lucky today to be joined by an excellent guest, aren't we, Brian?
0: Yeah, but Brian. I was I was wondering if uh, you know did, we're recording this on my birthday. I was wondering if. Uh, I can have the Brian one name as the as a as a birthday gift.
1: So Brian, I hope you have an excellent birthday. But um, if you want the Brian one name, do you want to know what you can do? Be very nice to you, so you'll give it to me today. You can go back in time and beat me in trivia. Is what you can do. And since that's not going to happen, because our idea today is not a time machine, you're Brian too. You are not. Happy wife. birthday! <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! Thank you. Um, and we're joined by a great guest today, aren't we, Brian? Oh yeah. Um, he is the host of the Give Me a Name podcast, and also We Were Had, the podcast with, that he does with May Planet and Matt Spinelli. Uh, welcome to the show, Ben Kirshenbaum. Ben, thanks for being with us.
2: Oh, man. Thanks so much for having me.
1: So, Brian and Ben, here's what I got for you today. Ben, your podcast, Give Me a Name, is about history. Mm-hmm. And I love history. I'm a big history guy. When we did the uh, the trivia challenge, one of my categories that I suggested was American history. But here's my problem. I wanna read more about American history, but every book that I pick up about history is way too long. I wanna learn about George Washington. I don't have time to read 900 pages about George Washington. I don't have the kind of time. I don't need more information that can fit in 25 pages about George Washington. I don't, or any historical figure for that matter, with the exception of probably Mike Piazza. But, so what I really need is children's books, right? I need children's books because they summarize all that information in 25 pages. But I can't be seen reading a children's version of a history of George Washington with like the cartoons and the cherry tree. I can't be seen reading that in Central Park or the subway. People will think I'm weird. So what I, my idea is a series of history books that look like adult books, and I can read them in public and people won't think it's weird, but they have only like 25 pages worth of information. in What do you think? Thoughts?
0: I, I personally like it because it's the same issue that I have a podcast where I want to listen to history podcasts but I find them so boring and so long where there was this podcast about the Dr. Joseph Warren that was like eight minutes and I got everything I needed to know about it in eight minutes it was great. I loved it. I wish there was
1: more podcasts like it. So Ben, is your podcast eight minutes long? Because if not, Brian is not listening.
2: Well, I was going to say, yeah, as someone who uh, who who is the host of an hour-long boring history podcast, I will take a little offense. <laughs>
1: uh, Brian, that's ruthless, by the way. Ruthless move. Ben comes on the show and you go, you know what I, I say? Here's Ben. He hosts a history podcast. And Brian just goes, you know what? I why hate I like, history podcasts.
0: Well, that's why I like the Drunk History TV show, because it's like you learn about something in like 10 minutes. Yeah,
2: I I would. (laughs) I'm just plugging my body. I like to think that if you teach it in a, a, you know, a fun, you know, entertaining way that hopefully time moves a little faster. But I do agree with the general principle of history books and most history podcasts being not only too long, but too dense. And when you're saying that a George Washington biography is a thousand pages, that's true. Sometimes a biography of like just his childhood is a thousand. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they like hone in on, and yes, I guess some listeners are going to think like, well, footnotes take up like, you know, a third of this whole thing, but that just makes it unnecessarily heavy. And I agree. Some sort of, I used to love those. There were these uh, children's history books that I used to read as a kid. They had a blue cover. I can't remember. I, the,
1: that's exactly what I was thinking of the blue cover and they had the stripe, that red, white and yes. blue stripe across the top. That's exactly what I was thinking of. No. Couple I,
2: remember, th- I remember reading the Teddy Roosevelt one as a kid. It helped me uh, like reading and like history at the very beginning. So I love this idea. I think it's great.
1: So a couple of things. One, as a teacher, I can say that, you know, you can try to make it as entertaining um, and fun of a story as you want. With kids, it doesn't always work. It's a, <laughs> But I agree, history should be told in a more fun, interesting way. And there was something else. There was, oh, you mentioned footnotes. Is that true that a third of these books are footnotes? Because if I they're footnotes, then book, maybe book. I'll...
2: It, it depends on the book, but there are certain ones where, like, you buy a big, you know, you buy the, the Ron Chernow uh, Hamilton book or whatever, and it's very, very intimidating, but, you know, and it remains intimidating, don't get me wrong, it is like 1,000 pages, but it looks like 1,500 pages just because it's, you know, got all these sources.
1: You think that they're using all those people in the footnotes, or are they doing, like, what I would do in high school, where it's like, I'm just adding websites and books to the bibliography, just pumping it up, making it look really legit? That's what I would do. I think
2: they're making it look legit I think they're just writing the word ibid about 50 hundred you know <laughs> million
0: times. And... Ryan what do you think? Well do you have any uh worry that someone that like you said that you want them to look nice and you have them on like, on, like a bookshelf or something right? Mm-hmm. Do you have any worry that someone goes oh can I borrow that book and they go oh mm-hmm. <laughs> Brian only owns a ton of like like 25 page history books.
1: I, I, so I thought about this and I'm a little concerned about it, but here's the solution. We're going back to high school again with this and we're fooling people. We're not going to make it clear that it's very short. We're going to do big font. We'll do big periods. We'll do a lot of maps, a lot of images.
0: Oh, it's so like 300 pages, but a lot of pictures, a lot of like big words. And...
1: Exactly. It's not just a book. You open up and the pages are blank and they go, ha we got them. And then it's in the middle of 25 pages. There's content. It's, it's, it looks really legit. A lot of footnotes, maybe that's what we need, just more
2: footnotes. (laughs) And you could work out some sort of two for one deal too, where it's like, if you get, uh, uh, you know, the famous, you know, a big, you know, Doris Kearns, a big Lincoln biography or whatever, you get the real biography along with the smaller biography, which is the one you're actually gonna read. So then you get to put the bigger one on the bookshelf.
1: That's awesome, a bundle, like at Best Buy, when they like bundle two DVDs together.
2: Yeah, and then um, you hide the little one, you know, in uh, wherever. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. But, because Brian, too, was talking about how if, it, if someone wants to borrow it from your bookshelf, how that could be embarrassing, right? And you, you could get busted.
1: I like both solutions. I think these are both good ideas. Okay, okay. And yeah, borrow the Doris Kearns Guggen one. What do I need that one for? I'm not reading it anyway. I got, I got my cheat sheet right here.
0: Right. See, I think personally, I'd also want to see, like, outside of, like, books... In general, I want to see like, like short, like a Sunday, cart Saturday cartoon history show where it's like, a, like an animated cartoon show, but it's just history. Why is it always these like history channel long documentaries that's always the same, someone narrating over
1: over it or something? Like why can't it just, you know, like the John Adams show hmm. or something? That's true. The John Adams show, I was going to say the John Adams show was good. And I've told people the John Adams show is good. And I can confirm that the first 10 minutes are very good. And that's about as far as I made before I fell asleep. But I well, agree Paul with the press.
2: Paul Giamatti's uh, performance in that, just his accent in that. I don't know. I feel like when people do 1700s America accents, they don't know whether to go British or whether to go American. I mean, obviously, he shouldn't talk like a modern Massachusetts guy. That would be a little. <laughs> 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 but, but he. Well, puts, whoa, um,
1: whoa, with the British kid. What are we going to do?
2: Fucking party. The fucking um,
1: Boston Tea Party was out of control, kid. The Hava. Uh, we filled up the Hobbit.
2: Uh I like, I like that series, but I know I, I, I agree with you. Make it all, you know, hey, a musical worked. That, that, that did well for early American history.
0: That's true. That's what I'm saying. I just think, I just think that the way history is always presented is just not the best way and the most entertaining way. And there's just so much story to tell. It's like make a make a movie franchise out of it.
1: That's true. Yeah. What if we, could we pump money in that? That could be like the new Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Could, be all, okay, could exactly. be all historical, could be all accurate historical depictions of like the Revolutionary War. We got Captain America Civil War. Why not get the actual Civil War going?
0: That's what I'm yeah, saying. you, know, you are you good. Sorry, go for it. No, no, no. I was going to say, you have like this universe where you just lead up to the Civil War, where you have the North and South, and then you have their own stories, and you lead up to the Civil War, you know? Just,
1: Here's what we do. We call it. What if? What if we just call it like if you call it like a superhero movie, right? You pretend like oh, in a new you know we have the new uh, the new Marvel character, Militia Man, you know, and he's like you know his power is like he's the fastest gun <laughs> this side of the Mississippi, and it just is a real thing, but we're calling it a superhero. Get the people engaged a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean I do like certain historical movies, but they're they're the ones you know Braveheart or the Patriot. I guess it's just if Mel Gibson's involved, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Uh, those are action movies I mean those are action movies that happen to have some historical element to it so yeah it's almost like a superhero type thing going on I
0: mean the the best history movie of all time is National Treasure 1 and 2 shout out National Treasure 3 coming out and being written at this moment but I love
1: National Treasure 1 although when was the last time you rewatched it uh, New Year's last year this year? (laughs) last year a week ago yeah (laughs) And you enjoyed it just as much this time. Cause I watched it yep. about a year ago and I was like, Oh my goodness, this is holds
0: tough.
2: up holds up. That's the magic of Nicholas cage too. I think I, I, he doesn't even need a script to make a movie entertaining.
1: <laughs> That's true. Let's see. All right. So we got to get back to the, uh, the book idea here. Yeah. So right.
0: I had another thought about the book idea. I mean, my, I'm not a big book guy. I'm a much bigger comic book guy. Um, I think this would also be really good for a comic book series. Which it's just a whole comic book series about just the different kind of like what you're saying about that, like a MCU type thing for films, but just doing it for the comic book series where you just, you have different like art, like, different arcs for different characters and then they all just come together. Like, how, how does that not just, exist? I don't know how it doesn't exist. It doesn't make sense. Like it'd be so, I, I feel like you're a teacher. I feel like you'd make it so much more engaging for students to be reading a comic book and learning about
1: history than reading a textbook. Yeah, they could even, that's a good project, actually, to make a comic book. A comic book about math wouldn't go so well, which is what I teach. It's everyone's favorite personal finance comic book. Well, you could have the characters be like numbers. You know. Or I was thinking Jews, which would also be exciting for us. But you didn't laugh. It made it sound anti-Semitic, quite frankly. Oh,
2: I, I wasn't <laughs> sure if you said shoes or Jews. No, Jews. <laughs> Jews. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. I thought it right. was just like counting shoes. I didn't know what was going on there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just
1: <laughs> <laughs> a comic book about shoes that teach you personal finance.
2: I don't know your method, man. I don't it's hard to I know there are a lot of modern methods.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd be the first Jewish superhero. We teach you personal finance and about the revolutionary war. What a what a comic book that would be. I like that idea a lot. I was also thinking if the book is going to be more than a hundred pages, because I'm willing to accept that maybe like Mike Piazza's biography would need to be more than a hundred pages. Every 30 pages or so, I need a, I need a page recap of what's gone on so far. Right. How often i read a book recently. It's a novel. It was like 400 pages too long. I had no idea what was going on by page 75. I needed a recap and I didn't get one. So I'm doing the thing where I like, I'm going to spark notes and reading spark notes on a book I'm reading for pleasure, which is, I mean, what am I doing here? Yes. Yeah, I mean, So my thought when hearing that is
0: like comic books do that where like they uh, they'll recap what happened in the past like whatever a couple issues. I feel like you I feel like you could just kind of want like a book to be more like a TV show when reading it where every every like episode every couple chapters whatever you get a recap of what happened in the episodes before.
2: I remember Uh, in high school when we would read Shakespeare books, there would be certain editions where on the right side of the page would be the actual play, and on the left side would be somewhat of a spark notes thing, which makes sense for Shakespeare because you don't even know what a lot of the words mean. But they would also have a little recap of every single one. So I feel like people, whoever's publishing these books, assume that people are much smarter than they are, than they are or at least much more attentive than they are. So if we treat everything as if it's as hard to read as a Shakespeare book, and just blend the spark notes with the actual thing, like, I, I think that that would be perfect. I don't care if it's you know, some sophisticated book, or if it's uh, Harry Potter, just to remind people what the characters are.
1: I love it. Why does that not exist? I mean, that needs to, I would read so many more books, the number of books I've stopped reading, because I'm like five, I feel like I'm lost at sea. I'm like five chapters in, there's a character's name, I don't know who it is. They're like, you know, you know, you know, Ben acting in his mischievous ways. I'm like, who the fuck is Ben? Was he even here the whole time? I don't know (laughs) who I didn't even realize well, I said I, your
0: name. but I was going to say I like that because uh, also in case you, like, miss something or you, like, misinterpreted something that they that they wrote, then you, you'll be on the same page as the author going forward.
1: Exactly. I was in a conversation yeah. with someone once about a TV show where I said, like, oh, I couldn't believe these two characters were the same. And he was like, they revealed that last season. Like, I don't know what show have you been watching. And I was like, what I'm really
2: enjoying about these ideas is how uh, relatable as how I thought that I was the only one who experienced these things.
0: Let me ask you guys an honest question. When you see a giant paragraph in a book, do you just like skip it? Because it's like
1: a very long (laughs) paragraph. (laughs) Every time, every time. First couple sentences, I sort of skim the last couple sentences. Every time. That's maybe a tip. That's maybe an idea for any aspiring authors out there. Short paragraphs and also short chapters. I could make yeah. it through. I could make it through a 500 chapter or 500 page book about George Washington if every chapter is a page and a half. Because then I really feel like I'm getting something done.
2: At the very least, the little page breaks because yes. sometimes they don't even keep something. You don't have to make officially a new chapter, but at least say that this is the end of a section, so you can pause it for later. Um, I right. I I, I agree with that, and then. What was the other thing I was going to say? Uh, Come back to me on this. I had one more idea, but I'm blanking. It was about the long paragraphs?
1: Something about the long paragraphs? Yes,
2: long paragraphs. And that's a great tip too. I tutor kids for the SAT. And I mean, I don't say it in so many, I I don't say like, don't read the middle of the paragraph. But when you're reading these like dense, annoying paragraphs about like the history of, uh, you know, uh, agriculture in in 1700s Mongolia, you have to, and, and you don't want to read it. That's exactly the technique, right? First, first sentence of a paragraph, last sentence of a paragraph, and then just move on with your life.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's when I learned I liked comic books more is because I just like reading dialogue and like, dialogue. Dialogue. I like reading that. that. I like reading dialogue way more than I like reading the description and stuff. So if I could just cut out all the description and just re- reading the dialogue and, vi- and be able to see what they're what they're like like describing, I enjoy it way more.
2: Yeah, and I was, would actually. I don't think it was mentioned. You guys said short paragraphs, short chapters, short sentences. Totally mm-hmm, agree. Are key.
1: Let um, that was a great move in, in high school too. If you had to write some creative fiction and your teacher told you that at the end of dialogue you got to skip to the next line, you know, mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. yes, that was a great exactly. move to, to make something mm-hmm. seem longer. You could be like, you know, just add a couple words to the quote and then you're you're skipping down the page, um. This is a novel, so it's not the best example, but give me two seconds. Two seconds. This is the book I was talking about. This is the first sentence of a book that I read recently. The first sentence. And, first of all, I didn't know you could start a sentence with and. (laughs) Every teacher I had all throughout school was mad at me when I started a sentence with and. This is a bestseller, and. hmm. Every single teacher just threw up in their mouths. Yeah, or I tried to write a bit about this. Like, how come when they break grammar rules, it's genius, and when I do it, it's a deduction on a rubric uh, anyways this is one sentence and i could only have seen her there on the stone bridge a dancer wreathed in ghostly blue because that was the way they would have taken her back when i was young back when the virginia earth was still red as brick and red with life and though there were other bridges spanning the river goose we're still going they would have bound her and brought her across this one because this was the bridge that fed into the turnpike that twisted its way through the green hills and down the valley before bending in one direction, and that direction was south. That's one sentence. I'm gone already. Look how much more of this book I have to go.
2: What is the what is the title of this uh, trash? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so... Um, bad news Ben cuz you are a racist cuz this is Tanahisi Coates the Water Dancer.
2: Oh. So if right. you had, so
1: you're canceled. You're canceled. We can't hear the episode. <laughs> we can't hear the episode.
2: Um, I like his uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I'm with you. I loved his I loved his other books. This I I it was a, this was I slogged through it. I literally got to the end, read the Wikipedia page and was like I didn't get any of that. That's my point though. When that's one sentence of a book. I mean, you're turning off half the audience, you're turning off half the audience right
2: there. I guess that's one of those, that sentence, not to bash, you know, one particular book, because it's, but I think it's- No, bash away, bash away. It's representative of a lot of kinds of books where it's like, if I don't understand it, that means it's good. And, you know, there's got to be somewhere, you can't go that route, you can't go the other route that we're talking about with dry sort of history books. You got to just do short, quick sentences with pictures (laughs) I like the idea of maps, maps is a lot of maps. I'm not even going to look at the maps. It just, it just means that I can skip through a few pages, which is a great
1: feeling. When you were in school and you had to read like 20 pages of a history textbook, what was better than when you'd flip through at the beginning and you'd see it was a lot of maps. That's one of the great feelings in the world.
2: A lot of maps, old, you know, paintings or photos or whatever it is. That's, that is the best feeling.
1: Yes, I agree. And I think that Yeah, the sentences, like you're saying, the sentences need to be short, a lot of dialogue, keep it moving. And I I think this is what I was going to say, to go back to your point. There's this weird thing now that we all sort of do. I shouldn't say we all do, but like, I feel like English teachers do, history teachers do. We're like, there's art that we all hate and we all feel like we have to do it. It's sort of like eating your vegetables of art. Except vegetables actually make you healthy but like reading 7 Shakespeare plays actually doesn't do anything for you. You know what I'm saying? It's like we no one is no one is enjoying it. But we're no. all just like oh we got to do it because this and is what we do. As,
2: but but it also it it's just I mean it's related but it's like if I have not if I know what Macbeth is that makes me seem
0: smarter to people.
2: Right. So how do you break, it's two, how do you break the
0: cycle? You start teaching engineering classes. That's how you break the cycle. Engineering and 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 personal finance. Yeah, and personal finance. And
1: just (laughs) literally, there's so many things you could be teaching. That, and then what if we did this? Now we're into a whole different branch of ideas here, but what if we had one class? And some schools are actually moving in this direction and some very effective and progressive schools are moving in this direction. This is just trivia class. It's just it's like all those things to know. 20 seconds on Macbeth, in case that comes up in conversation. 20 seconds on like um, Newton's laws. I don't know <laughs> Newton's laws, but if I had 20 seconds to know the three laws, I'd be in good shape.
2: Yeah, and and not understand them on a deep level at all. If you could just regurgitate, right. right. you know, uh, an object at rest stays at rest, an object in motion stays in motion. That's it.
1: Look at this guy. It could
0: be, it could be gibberish. I don't, I don't care. Exactly. Just, yeah.
1: And Just call conversation can... starters. Right. The class. <laughs> right. And then everybody, and that sort of makes you seem smart. So it accomplishes that goal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. It maybe piques your interest because now maybe you're like, why does an object in motion stay in motion? I want to learn more about that. So now you're a science major because you need to figure yeah. out what these what these laws mean.
2: Right. Right. If you're at some sort of, you know, dinner party or whatever, and someone and you just, you know, again, just regurgitate this quote and have no idea what it means. right? You you say Newton's first law, I have no idea what it means. And someone asks you what it means, then you could just play off kind of like a condescending thing where it's like, you know, you don't know what that means. Just just there are ways to get out of it.
1: Absolutely. I was at dinner once with um, my girlfriend and uncle and her uncle brought up uh, Catherine Sibelius. I think that's her name she was running for some office her name was on the healthcare law and i remembered that but i didn't know anything about anything and i was like ah sibelius is big with the healthcare legislation and everyone at the oh, table was you. like hey. everyone at the table was like oh look at this guy
0: you know if if like all these like tech companies are going to be listening in on all of our conversations anyway it'd be great if like say that name came up you get a little notification on your phone that you just clicked on it and like it just opened up the wikipedia page and like it just like gave you the rundown on it
1: that's like amazon has that when you watch movies it's like if you pause an amazon if you pause a movie on like Mm -hmm. your kindle um it like says like this actor you can get to their imdb page we need that for conversations uh, on your phone they're
0: already already listening to us like who
2: cares (laughs)
1: that's so good
2: that would be the great equalizer. Here's the one. Oh, I'll say one, two things. One thing is that uh, sometimes, though, a Wikipedia page is not understandable. So like if someone brings, particularly if someone brings up a math or science concept, particularly a math concept, if it's like some sort of the Wikipedia page, when you read it, is going to be total nonsense or well, not nonsense, but nonsense
1: to me. Right. And even and even Wikipedia now, Wikipedia is a great is great for like quick hitters for that information. But to your point, Ben, even with historical things, the Wikipedia page is too long. Like I need like even like a Wikipedia junior, like right. Wikipedia the French, for the French Revolution. I remember looking into that in high school. And I didn't want to do the reading. So I Wikipedia French Revolution. And I was like, even this is too long. Right. I need 30 seconds. I need 30 seconds of material. That's what I need.
2: So, for my podcast, the, the concept of the podcast is that someone brings me a historical figure, right? And then mm-hmm. we discuss the a historical figure they find interesting. And then we discuss this figure for, you know, 45 minutes, an hour. And sometimes awesome. I've gotten a little bit more obscure figures. And those are great because then I can go on Wikipedia and there's enough, inf- they're famous enough that there's enough information on them, but they're not so famous that it's overwhelming. But one guy uh, who uh, I think it was a great episode and he's an awesome guy, but he chose Mao. And that one was like, I go to the Wikipedia page on Mao and- Too much, it's, too much. I, I mean, it's it's the novels that we're talking about. It's, or not novels, the historical books that we're talking about. But you uh, know a Wikipedia page is long if not only, if there's like, let's say 40 sections of it, and each <laughs> section is its own Wikipedia page.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: You know what I mean? Like each section is in blue. <laughs> <And it's, laughs>
1: Was the yeah, this is, I mean, <laughs> this whole Wikipedia page is blue. I'm looking at it right now. The whole thing is blue. And I'm trying to see if I can copy and paste it into a Google Doc so we can take bets on how long it is as a document. Um, but yeah, I mean, Brian, look at this page. That's all blue. I mean <laughs> all blue. There's there's this person. Is this the same person? Oh, that's his dad. Okay, see even this. Too much, too much. I'm overwhelmed. Okay, yeah, I got it. Guess guess obviously there's some formatting issues, so it might not be this long if it was just plain text. Guess how long the Wikipedia page is for Matt?
0: 60? Maybe like 50 pages.
1: 130 pages.
0: <laughs> this is a great this is a
1: great trivia tiebreaker. This is a good trivia tiebreaker. You're right. Um 130 pages. Who has time for that? Now admittedly, so now some of this is formatting, but who's you know. That so that brings me back then to the
2: original concept of these history books of of the new kinds of history books. Maybe we're a little over ambitious with 50 to 100 pages. Maybe these books need to be like 20 pages.
1: I agree. 20 pages of content, maps, trivia. Um, maybe that's what we maybe that's how you bulk it up, right? You have the actual book, then you have a section on trivia so you can impress people at the dinner party. Shout out Catherine Sibelius. Or maybe it's Kathleen. I'm not sure. Um and, the, um and then footnotes. And there you go. This is, this is different than like something for dummies, right? The problem with the dummies books is that they say dummies on them. So I'm not going to buy a book that's calling me a dummy. This is a history book for the busy, intelligent, working professional. Second problem with for dummies, look at those books. They're long. <laughs> Too long. That's so true. The dummies books are so long. I've never read one, but it's. I mean, but you, you see them
2: see on the in, in, at Barnes and Noble or whatever. They're, they're b- bigger than the, the, you know, the other ones. So it's that's
1: so true. That's, that's such a good point. Those books are already too long.
2: I like the idea of putting in maps, even if the map has nothing to do with the person. It's just to fill up. Like you have the Mike Piazza biography, and for some reason, there's like a whole thing on Camden Yards' is like architecture. He didn't even play for the Orioles. What's
0: going on? Well, you just you, well, instead of maps, you just throw in pictures of him playing the game. You know.
1: Also, well, like Mike Piazza. Uh, Mike Piazza was born. Um, Mike Piazza was born in 1968. Also in 1968, the Nork riots. Here's a couple pictures of those. <laughs> 1968,
2: and then just a link to the trial the yes. Chicago 7. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is also um, Mike, Pia- yeah,
1: Mike Piazza was, never, was not involved in the trial of the Chicago 7. But here's several pictures and maps of Grant Park from that incident.
2: Oh, I got an idea. I got an idea. Go. People look really sophisticated if they're writing notes as they read, right? If they're oh, like right. writing notes. But it's a photo but it's a connect the dots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: So it looks like you're writing these like side notations where it's just like, oh yeah, this is, this happened in 1763, but real, but really you're just like slowly putting in the t- George Washington's wooden tee. Oh, yes. how
0: about, how about, how about the, the chapters, right? Instead of like bookmarks or whatever, it's like different color sticky notes. So it looks like you put in uh, your own post-its in it too. Mm.
1: That's good. That's good. I think you got to put those inside the book though, because you can't have that sitting at the bookstore with all the sticky notes already in there. Cause then the jig is up. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe there's instructions in the book. It's says like at this point, go grab <laughs> yeah. a sticky note, put it here. <laughs> that's um, the sticky notes is the sticky notes is good. I'm going to start putting sticky notes in books. Um, let's see. Why else? How else do people look sophisticated when they're, uh, when they with like a pair of reading glasses.
2: Yeah. There, yes. I mean, there's, Different, uh, you could do the highlighter thing, but it's really just coloring in.
1: Yes. The highlighter thing is it's only for you. Only you can see what's what's, high, what's highlighted. I like to connect the dots or the book because then you're taking a long time. People are really noticing right. you. Uh, and maybe, how about this? Maybe there's also to go along with like the cocktail party idea or the dinner party idea. There's also a couple ways. There's also a section of these books are ways for you to describe the book. You know, in the index or whatever, some section, of the, in this section of the back of the book, it says like, it's, it's George, it's a, it's a tome about George Washington um, like you've never seen him before, like a window into his, you know, the life of the general and the husband or something like that, I don't know. But these are just terms, but just like things you could throw out. And anytime you can use tome, that's a good sign.
2: Here's another important thing. What you need to know if you just have bullet point facts is, the really obvious things and the really obscure things because that way you're impressive if you know some like really sort of like tiny detail about yes someone. everything in between is not necessary totally you true need to know, you need to know generally who the person was and then you need to know like you know oh you know a birthmark on a on on her right toe or something like that because then people are like wow if he knows this
0: he must know everything about this person <laughs> right <laughs> exactly that, that. A good name for that section would be like the the book club uh, cheat sheet, basically. Where if yes. you're going to a book club for this, this is everything you need to know.
1: And ooh, here's even make it even better. The book because if you listen, I feel like if you're reading these kind of books, you're not really a book club guy, right? But the book club for this is just a party. So you get to tell all your friends you're going to a book club, but it just is a party. You go hang out with your friends, and it's like book club. We read a biography of George Washington.
2: Yeah, you don't talk about George Washington at all. Not at all,
1: but not at all. But you, you, all your friends because you've already read it. The book was twenty pages. We finished it on in, in week one. So now, what are you doing Tuesday night, Brian? Oh, I'm going to a book club. But it just is a party with all the people who are in the club reading the cool <laughs> books with me. You see what I'm saying?
0: I, I see it.
1: Let's see. I like it. Anything else that we want to add in?
0: No, books suck. <laughs> <laughs> reading, reading, reading sucks. <laughs> Well, let me
2: ask you this, Brian. Too yes. would you even read this?
0: I would read this, sure. You would read this, okay, cool. It's like if it's a twenty-page thing,
1: yeah. What if it was like the lottery? What if, what if it was like this? Now I'm just throwing, i um, adding ideas on top of ideas here because I just got nervous thinking about these. I this this franchise blows up. People love the the you know the twenty-five-page book. Problem is. After a while, you start to run into the same problem you run into with the children's books where people see you at this book and they think that guy doesn't really read. So it's like a, you know how they have that thing with like Doritos where sometimes one Dorito in a bag is really spicy. It's called like Dorito roulette or something. So here's how the books are sold bound up. One out of every hundred books is the tome. No maps, no nothing, no No size eight font, no chapter breaks. That's your book. Yeah. So then you would be like, no, I got the, I got the real one. I got the one that was, you know, legit. I know all about the birthmark on the toe and the wooden teeth and all of it.
2: The inherent problem with this idea, not that that I think just needs to be addressed, is, and I think you're getting at this, when it becomes a super successful franchise, right. we're busted. <laughs> Take the money and run. Take the money and run would be a good yeah, yeah, yeah. But, or it just, it's gotta, you gotta find a way to be just that perfect amount of successful. Right. Like,
0: that's true. Whatever happened to, uh, like book sleeves, remember when you were to like, cover your textbooks with like, like a flimsy, book? Stock? yeah. What was the point of that? I don't know. But is that, does that help us at all in this where you like to cover <laughs> up the book
1: with those <laughs> That's not bad. By the way, maybe the whole idea is just buying the children's book and covering up the cover with yeah, a book exactly. sleeve. Yeah, that, exactly. That's
2: what I'm it saying. a big thing. Yeah,
1: right. It might be really easy. Then you look like you're in middle school or reading a, reading a book in public with a book sleeve, though. I that's feel like almost creepy.
0: I think like I don't see Do those, do those exist in like, school these days, teachers?
1: So they don't really exist as much because textbooks don't really exist as much. We don't really use old fashioned textbooks anymore because everything's online and there's so many free resources to like be printing out worksheets every day. Hmm. So the textbooks just aren't as big of a thing and thus book socks are not as big of a thing. I was gonna say
0: the thing is I don't even see book socks at like bookstores anymore.
1: That that's like why like, I feel like I, I, I don't even see them anymore. That's true. You don't see book socks anymore.
0: That
2: was no. a
1: big
0: thing.
2: That it really huge. Was you would color code it to the binder and the notebook that you would have for that certain class and huge. stuff. yeah.
1: I never had a book. I never had books suck. I went, there was a raw book guy. I raw dogged it.
0: Wow. That's,
1: <laughs> I, was, I played to... fast and loose. Were
0: they to protect the books? Is that what they were for?
1: Yes. I think in theory they're, they're protect the books so that maybe if you're renting your textbooks, you can return them.
2: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I would just get into the color coding thing, but that might have just been a little obsessive compulsive thing for me that, that that's a separate I, I didn't even know that there was a purpose there. I just like that all the things were the same color.
1: I think but like, what are people doing to the covers of these books that they can't return them. So maybe you are right just to color code. them. This is a random story, Brian, this might be like an after the credits story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, we're not going to talk about renting textbooks again. So this might be my only chance. But I took a class in college. And I rented a book for it. And I remember reading, reading it and finding like hair in the, in the, in the pages, like the person before it. And then I, it was like short hair. And then I realized afterwards, I think it was pubes. I think someone trimmed pubes into a book and put it back. And I had that book and I didn't even realize what was happening until like a year ago. I was like, that was pubes in that book. That's a cash <laughs> <phrase> right there.
0: <laughs> was the
2: book like sexual or was it?
1: No, I think it I think it was about rap music.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Got it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, yeah, and I was like, be like, Can I just be like I shaved like a beard, like. So it could be a, it could have been a beard, but what do you get out of shaving a beard into a book? I think that someone like could thought it was funny. you get out
2: funny. of shaving pubes into a book?
1: I could see someone being like, "Ah, the next person who has that book has my pubes." Oh, in it. I can't okay. see. So I can't satisfying. see a
0: person.
2: I thought it was just one of these things where it's like, "Oh, I got the test in thirty minutes," but I also. What <laughs>
0: Was it a lot of hair? Because I could also see, like, reading Enough. it and you like going like this and then, like, hair, like, falling or,
1: like, going like this and, like... Enough that I had to do this move several times. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and I didn't even dawn on me what had happened until, I honestly think, a year ago. And I don't even know, even if it was a sexual thing. Maybe it's a weird...
2: I don't know why it's I asked that question, to be honest Maybe you. I don't know why if it was a sexual book that would imply you would be shaving your. I, I don't
1: know. If it's, be, maybe if it's a sexual yeah, book, you know, you're, you're, if it's a sexual book, it would at least explain why your why your pubes are involved, why your privates are involved in the equation here. Okay, fine. Yeah. You know, what I mean? um, maybe I don't know, maybe it's like a voyeuristic thing. But anyways, as long as we're pitching ideas for books, don't put your pubes in books. That's my idea. It's simple. I think people will be down with that. Um, all right. So there we go. Brian, you want to summarize the idea?
0: Sure. Uh, history has a lot of good stories in it, but reading books suck. So we need to make it into a very, very small, short uh, picture book, basically, or a comic book, or maybe even a pop-up book. That
1: could be fun. (laughs) (laughs) No, pop-up book. You can't have a pop-up book because that's, if I wanted to read a pop-up book, I would just go back to the books uh, Ben and I were talking about at the beginning that look like children's books. I can't be sitting on a bench in Central Park with cannons popping out of my book. All right. So I'll summarize the idea. So everyone everyone loves to read. I love to read, but we don't like to read books that are 900 pages long. So we're going to take that 900 page book. We're going to cut it down to 25 pages, but make it look really legit. A lot of maps, a lot of footnotes. We're going to have trivia in there. They're really obscure. They're really broad. We're going to have conversation starters. We're going to start a book club where we don't actually read the book. We just have parties. We're going to have connect the dots games. You can look sophisticated. We're going to have posted places where you can put your post-its in and look really sophisticated there. Brian's going to launch his line of comic book, um, Mm -hmm. of comic book history books. And there's going to be, which is one of our great ideas, but maybe slept on from this episode, Brian, is that there's going to be, if your phone is listening anyway, have it give you the information of what's going on in this conversation. Give me the Wikipedia. And also Wikipedia needs to be much shorter because 130 pages is already too much. That was a big episode, but I did. Did I get everything?
0: Yeah. No, I, lost, I think, I, th- I think the phone listening thing was the most underrated part of all of this.
1: I totally agree. So, um, a couple other things before we close out. Just some housekeeping, Brian. Where do they follow us on, on the internet?
0: Here's My Idea Podcast on
1: Instagram. That's right. Where do they Snapchat us? Bellberg. That's right. Feel free to send them there. The t-shirt order, big news, the t-shirt order has been placed. Woo! The t-shirts will be at my house any day, and then I'll be sending them out to all the people that order the t-shirts. And then we're also thinking about ordering laptop stickers that say, you are funny, you are loved, because everyone wants to feel funny and loved right? In that order. Absolutely. Those are my number one and number two priorities. And being a good personal finance teacher is much lower. Uh, but if you're interested in one of those, just uh, comment on the Instagram, text us. I'm not treating for these, but, but maybe you might have to buy them, but they look pretty cool. We made a design. And you can listen to Ben's podcast. Give me a name and we were had everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Everywhere you listen to Here's My Idea. Ben Kirschenbaum, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Oh man, my pleasure, guys. I hope the idea works out. If you do, you materialize
0: these ideas, or is it more just? No, some of them, <laughs> some of them, some of them. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them, all of them. We we yeah. we, we, have, we have we have the bra guys who like will message us being like, "Oh, I've been trying to build this thing." Yep. Oh my god, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, um, some of them are more practical than others. One of our first ideas was a car with two horns. I don't know how we're going to get that done, but. Um... Oh, I have
2: I have something with the two horns thing. I was thinking about this the other Hit day, me. not to go over time. But no, it, uh, maybe I just don't drive enough and this exists. But but I'm gonna suggest the third horn. And the third horn is if someone's like behind you and being a dick. Because a I feel horn. like yes, if someone's riding your ass on the highway and you're so pissed off at them, but if you honk, it the person in front thinks that it's directed at them, and there's gotta be a way to to. Get the douchebag in the back.
1: I can't believe we didn't think of the backhorn. The backhorn is so good. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. The seen... backhorn is really? good. And, uh, all right. And that's it. Uh, here's my idea. Have a great week.
0: Ryan.
2: The babe. They Ryan. He grew.
0: arms and legs and hands and feet this boy whose name was Brian.